Today on Awakened Grace, we are in part two of our series called Emotions That Destroy, and today we're talking about anger. If you missed part one, you need to go back and listen because there are so many truths that we are sharing from Ephesians chapter 4, Matthew chapter 18. So many people has responded to this sermon, told us how much it's changed their lives, and if you're someone that you struggle with anger, Well, I can't encourage you enough to listen to today's sermon and more importantly, listen to today's scripture and let God change your life. I'm going to go deep because anybody can do that. Anybody can make a checklist and go, okay, I'm going to pray for this person every day at 10 p.m. and that's all I'll do. No. See, he's going to go a step further. Now watch what he says. And be tender-hearted. Another way to translate that is compassion. Be compassionate. Be tender-hearted toward one another. Are you a tender-hearted person? Or has anger so calloused your heart that God and others can no longer touch it? No, no, no. See, my friends, if anger has lodged inside your heart, Ecclesiastes 7, 9, you're not tenderhearted today. You need to ask the Lord to help you remove that anger and once again make you tenderhearted. Amen? And then what's what he says? Once you've grown in kindness and once you've grown in compassion and tenderness, now you're ready. Look what he says. Forgiving one another. Friends, there isn't but one way to get rid of anger in your life. That's to replace it with something. You have to replace that anger. You have got to remove it and you must replace it. And there isn't but one thing to replace it with, and that is the forgiveness of God. Amen? And as God gives you grace to be able to do that, you're going to walk in the freedom. You're going to walk in the joy. You're going to walk in the victory that is yours in Christ Jesus. Now you say, Chad, how do I forgive someone? How do I not just go through the motions? How do I know in my heart that I've truly forgiven someone? Better question for right now. What makes you think they deserve it, Chad? I am quite sure that if I sat down with you this morning and listened to your story, I'm quite certain that if you told me who had hurt you, who had embarrassed you, who had walked out on you, who had mistreated you, who had stolen your trust and security, I bet I would side with you. I bet I would agree with you that they don't deserve any forgiveness at all. But see, this is why it's so important that the Bible shapes our perception. This is why it's so important that the Bible shapes our affections and our emotions and our feelings because if it's left up to us, would we choose the right thing? No. Let me tell you something. I can justify something in my life quicker than you can turn around. Are you the same way? I can justify anything. And that's why I need the word of God to correct me and to help me and to not let me get by with things like that. 
So this morning, you could choose not to forgive that person because of what they stole from you, because of what they robbed you from, because of what they cost you. Yes, you could choose not to forgive, and you could have all of these reasons, you could have all of these excuses, but at the end of the day, there is a phrase here that is going to wipe away every excuse. And notice what Paul says. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Hallelujah. Amen. When I look at people who have hurt me and I compare it to this scripture, there is no comparison. And I have no excuse and you have no excuse. Those who have been forgiven much, we must forgive much. Amen. And have you been forgiven? Were there any stipulations on you? Were there any conditions on your forgiveness? No. Go to Matthew chapter 18, and this is where I'll finish today. Matthew chapter 18. I'm just going to tell you the story, but you can follow along, and you can read it in more detail when you can. But there is a principle here that I want us to really get before we close today. Matthew chapter 18, I love this story because Jesus is talking about offense. He's talking about what do you do when someone offends you? You go to that person privately. If they won't hear it, then you take someone else with you. And it just, it really teaches us how to handle people who have hurt us or offended us. And it's just, it's great, clear biblical teaching. Well, Peter's listening to this and I just love the apostle Peter. I mean, I just, I can't wait to get to heaven and meet him one day. I have this picture in my head of what he looks like. I picture Peter just a mountain of a man. You know what I mean? Like hairy and burly and loud, booming voice. I just picture Peter like a man's man. You know what I'm saying? And it's just boisterous and loud. And just I just picture Peter this way. Well, I mean, if you know, the Peter before he was filled with the Holy Spirit, was far different than the Peter after the day of Pentecost, right? The Peter of Acts and the Peter of First and Second Peter is not the Peter of the Gospels. But Peter was changing ever so slowly. Get the scene in your head. Peter's listening to Jesus, and Peter's beginning to grow. I think Peter was the kind of man where if it came down to forgiveness, I think Peter would have rather fought than to forgive anybody. I think he's kind of like my eight-year-old. He'd rather hand out a knuckle sandwich. I don't know where that came from. I don't know. Knuckle sandwich. That sounds so weird for a kid to say, do you want a knuckle sandwich? I'm like, what are you, 1960? I don't know. Knuckle sandwich. So I think Peter would have rather fought. He would have rather, he wasn't interested in forgiveness. See, Peter was listening. Peter was growing. Peter knew that Jesus was different. So Peter, I think, personally, I think Peter wanted to impress Jesus. And do you remember his question? If someone does something to me, Jesus, how many times am I to forgive them? The old Peter would have said once. The old Peter would have said, maybe never, get revenge. But do you remember what Peter said? Seven times? I bet he was, just personally, I think he was trying to impress Jesus. I think he was trying to show Jesus just how much he was growing spiritually. 
I think he said in his heart, I'm not just going to forgive someone once. I'll forgive them seven times. That will impress Jesus. And do you remember what Jesus told him? No, Peter, not seven. Seventy-seven. What is he saying? Before Peter could even rebuttal, before Peter could even argue or, 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 or take a stand, no, Jesus begins to tell him a story, and I want you to look at it in Matthew chapter 18. Jesus says that there was a king. This is a parable. Jesus says there was a king who had a servant who owed him money. And the debt was so enormous, the debt was so large that Jesus said it was 10,000 talents. Just to put it in a a good vivid image, let's just say that the man owed him 10,000 bars of gold. It was a price that this man could have never in a lifetime could he have repaid. And the Bible says that the man fell to his knees and implored the king and said, have pity and have mercy upon me and my wife and my children. And the man said something absurd. He said, I will pay back all that I owe. Friends, he couldn't pay that much back. Do we not do the same thing in life? We'll make deals with God. We'll bargain with God. We'll tell God we'll clean our act up. We'll tell God we'll change our life. We'll turn our life around. We'll do whatever we have to do if God will help us right now in the moment. And friends, the fact is you and I could never, ever repay the debt of sin that we owe to God ever. And so Jesus tells the story. And in it, I want you to watch this. Jesus gives us God's definition of forgiveness. Do you know what he does to this servant? Knowing he can never repay the debt. He doesn't ask for 50%. He doesn't ask for 15% or 70%. Here's what he does. Jesus says, and the king canceled the debt. That's what true forgiveness is. It is canceling the debt. Well, then Jesus said, the man leaves the presence of the king and runs into another servant who owes him a hundred denarii. Again, just so we're on the same page, he owed the king 10,000 bars of gold. A hundred denarii would be as if saying, this man owed him, the servant, a hundred bars of silver. The debt did not compare. If you put that in today's calculation of what the spot price of gold is and the spot price of silver... It would be like the man owing the king $12 million. It would be like the servant owing the fellow servant $1,900. You see the difference? And the Bible says that instead of showing the same forgiveness, instead of having the same grace or the same mercy, it was the exact opposite. The man grabbed the servant by the throat, choking him, and said, pay me what you owe me. And the man was unable to pay. And the Bible says that that servant threw his fellow servant into prison. Word got back to the king. The king called the man who had the forgiven debt before him and said, how could you do this great wickedness? Did I not forgive your debt and you couldn't forgive his? And the Bible says the king threw the man into the debtor's prison. 
And then Jesus said something sobering. Jesus said something stunning. Jesus said, and so shall my father treat those who do not forgive from the heart. My, my, my. Friends, I want to tell you as crystal clear as I can, anger has no place in your heart. Bitterness has no place in your heart. Harsh words has no place in your life. Slander has no place. Malice has no place. And wrath and rage have no place in a believer's life. God takes this so serious. Do you? Do you? As I close today, this is the meat of what I want you to go home with. This is the meat of the message. How do you forgive someone? I'm going to tell you four things to do. And I would love it if you write it down because it's going to help you this much. Number one, how do I know that I am truly forgiving someone? I want to draw a line in the sand. I want to be able to look back years from now and say on December the 1st, on that Sunday, I let anger go out of my life. On December the 1st, I rid myself of bitterness and wrath and rage. I crossed the line that day, and I'm never going back. How do you know? Four ways, four things, because I realize many of you don't want this in your life, but you don't know what to do. I'm going to tell you right now four things to do. Here's what you do. This is how you do kindness, tenderhearted compassion, and forgiveness. This is how. Number one, get by yourself and write down the names of the people who hurt you. It may be one, maybe three, maybe five. I don't know, maybe 10. But you write their names down. Write it on paper. Why? Because you have to acknowledge what's really going on. You have to acknowledge it. Write their name down. And listen, I'm telling you, follow this. Follow this, and it's going to set you free. Write their name down. Number two, here's what you're going to do. You're going to write down what they stole from you. See, they owe you a debt. They owe you something. For some of you, it's a spouse who walked out of your life and they stole those years of your life. For some of you, it's money. Someone conned you. They scammed you. They robbed you. For some of you, it's your innocence. They violated you. They abused you. They stole your childhood. Write it down. Write down who you're angry with and write down what they stole. For some of you, people stole your security. You don't trust anybody anymore. You don't trust. You you have a hard time trusting God because of what that person stole. You have a hard time trusting your spouse because who you're married to in the past stole your trust and you don't know what to do about it. I'm telling you right now, write down their name, write down what they stole. And now here's what you're going to do. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is what you're going to do. You're going to do what the king did in the parable. You're going to cancel their debt. Hallelujah. You're going to cancel the debt. 
understand the parable. Who is the king? The king is almighty God. Who is the person who owed 10,000 bars of gold? That's you and me. Who's the person who only owes 100 bars of silver? That's who hurt me. That's who hurt you. And you know what we're going to do today? To the glory of Jesus Christ, we're going to cancel their debt. And then after you've written their name down, after you've written down what they've stolen from you, and after you physically cancel their debt, here's what you're going to do. You're going to pray, and here's what you're going to do. You're going to say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I forgive. And you insert that name. For what they stole from me. And you're going to say what they stole. And you're going to say today. I forgive the debt. As you have canceled my debt. For Christ's sake. I cancel their debt. In Jesus name. And I'm telling you. God's going to set you free. Amen. God's going to set you free. And then there's a last step. This fourth step. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to take that paper, you're going to take that envelope, you're going to take whatever it is, and you're going to burn it. You're going to burn it to the glory of God. Bury it. I don't care what you do with it. Get rid of it. Put it to where you could never look at it again. And you know why that's so important? It's because let me tell you what will happen. As days pass, as weeks pass, months and years, you know what? Resentment will try to find its way back in you. Bitterness will try to get its claws back into you. And you know what you'll be able to say? You'll be able to say right then, as soon as you feel it, you say, no, I canceled that debt. Their debt is canceled in Jesus' name. December 1st, I canceled the debt. As God has canceled my debt, I've canceled theirs to the glory of God. And you say, Chad, I don't know if I can do that. Hear my heart today. God has done it for you. The question is not, can you? The question is, how can you not? When you have tasted the grace and the forgiveness of God, how can you not? Don't let anger lodge. Get rid of it today. Let's stand with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. If you need to come to the altar today and say, today I'm laying down anger. Today I'm laying down bitterness. Today I'm laying down slander. Today I'm laying down malice. There's someone in my life that I hope they fell and God's convicted me of that. I lay it down today. Today, if there are people that you need to forgive, you bring them to this altar right now. Say, Chad, they're not here. Listen, they may be dead. It doesn't matter. You bring it to the altar today and you say, Jesus, I'm laying it on the altar today and I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm ridding it like the spider web that's been on me. I'm getting rid of it. It is going. It is gone. It's finished. It is out of my life today. Amen. You come right now. You come right now. You come and pray. 
You come and pray and you lay it and you leave it here and you don't take it home. You don't walk out the doors with it. You lay that offense. You lay that hurt. You lay that brokenness. You lay that that vicious thing that that person did. That malicious thing they did. You lay it at the altar today and you're going to walk out restored and you're going to walk out whole and you're going to walk out redeemed and you're going to walk out filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit today. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Anger will no longer have a hold on us. Amen. Bitterness and rage and wrath and clamor and slander and malice no longer has a hold in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let it go. Rid yourself today. Rid your life of it. Get it out of your heart. Amen. Get it out. Get it out. Hallelujah. So God, we yield ourselves to you right now. We yield ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And we're not going to carry around defense. We're not going to carry around hurt any longer. We're not going to carry around how people have offended or violated us, God. It's a new day and we're born again. We're new creations in Christ. The old has passed away and now everything has become brand new to the glory of God. Brand new to the glory of God. So transform today, God. And we replace the anger with forgiveness. We replace the hurt with grace. We replace the bitterness with mercy, oh God. We replace the bad memories and we replace the resentment with prayers as we pray for those who have hurt us. And oh God, as you have forgiven our debts, So we forgive our debtors to the glory of God. To the glory of God. We cancel all debts in Jesus' name. The security they stole, the joy they stole, the years they stole, the trust they stole. We cancel the debt in Jesus' name. We cancel it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, God, where there's been anger, give us joy. Where there's been strife, give us peace. Where there's been resentments, give us grace, oh God, to the glory of Jesus Christ. Free us in Jesus' name. Free us in Jesus' name. Free us. Free us in Jesus' name. And no longer are we going to be controlled by anger. We're going to be controlled by the precious Holy Spirit. No longer are we going to be controlled with smoldering resentment. No, we're going to have the fire of the Holy Spirit in us. We're going to be permeated and controlled by the Holy Spirit and His Word. Hallelujah. And these God-given emotions are not going to guide us. They're not going to guide us any longer. The Holy Spirit's going to guide us. So Holy Ghost, come and do your work in us, oh God. Do your work in us. Oh God, do a mighty work in us, Lord. Do a mighty work in us, God. A mighty work in our church. A mighty work in our city, oh God. Do a work in us, oh God. A work inside of us, Holy Spirit. Do your precious work, oh God. Do your work. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Hallelujah. So God, we let go today. We let go and we embrace your teaching. We embrace your word. We embrace your spirit. Fill us today. Fill us, Holy Spirit. Fill us to overflowing with joy and peace and love and graciousness and compassion and tenderness. Glory to God. If you enjoyed today's broadcast and would like to hear more great content, you can always download our free mobile app, Awaken to Grace, where you can request prayer, find sermons, articles, blogs, music, podcast, as well as support us financially. You can also visit either of our websites at www.preachingchristchurch.com or www.awakentograce.com for more information about our church or our resource ministry. Thank you for listening to Awaken to Grace.